Welcome to Lehigh Valley Art Salon. My name is Paul Willestein. We're here to talk about the Lehigh Valley theater scene, as in the Abe's, the annual Allentown Bethlehem Easton Awards for Theater, the 17th annual awards given by Lehigh Valley Press. With me today is Kathy Lauer-Williams. Kathy does the Curtain Rises column for Leah Valley Press. I edit the focus section for Leah Valley Press. And if you want to follow along with the show, you can log on to www.lvpnews.com and you will find the Abe's listed on the website under the focus page. There's an introduction. There's theater information and awards for community theater, professional theater, and there's also Kathy's picks for Curtain Rises. Well, Kathy, I think it was an interesting year for theater. Obviously, people were back in the seats. Yeah, uh, it was nice to see theater having having a resurgence. I mean, it was a it was a long slow go because at the beginning of the year, it was still a lot of places still required masks. You some places you had to show that you had had vaccinations, and it slowly opened up over the year. And I also saw more people in the seats, too. By the end of the year, by Christmas, you know, theaters were pretty looking pretty good. I would agree. A lot of the Christmas shows, including A Christmas Carol and everything or every Christmas show ever and, and then some, <laughs> the funny title that was also done at Civic Theater, uh, they had sold out shows. And I think some of the run of Holiday Inn, if not all of it, at Pennsylvania Playhouse had sold out shows. Yeah, I heard Holiday Inn had they had really good crowds. I mean, they had been struggling because you know, being a community theater, money's tight, mm -hmm. and so they really depend on getting seats or people in the seats. So it was really good to see that people turn out to see that show. And we saw some changes in the area theater scene and some notables from the area theater scene. For example, Patrick Mulcahy, the producing artistic director at the Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival at DeSales University. He's stepping down. He will continue teaching at DeSales. We saw uh, the notable uh, fellow from the area, Jeff Weiss. He passed away in 2022. He won several Obies in New York. He was based in Allentown, though, for many, many years. We saw some other changes. Roddy Gilkison stepped down as chairman of the board of Pennsylvania Playhouse. We also saw or didn't see the return of Muhlenberg Summer Music mm -hmm. Theater. That left a big hole in the theater scene. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I think that that's not coming back. They have, ever since Charlie Richter retired. Mm -hmm. And Curtis there, Stretch. And mm -hmm. Curtis Stretch. There has been a big change in the whole theater program at uh, Muhlenberg. They've sort of changed their direction. They're doing a lot more cutting-edge type of programming and not doing the popular musicals mm -hmm. that many people in the, in the Lehigh Valley had come to expect from Muhlenberg. And I think the summer theater program was just more, more of that type of thing, more of the popular musicals. And it's, mm -hmm. so I think it's a sign of a different direction with the new younger faculty. Mm -hmm. And we also saw at Touchstone Theater, Bill George is now ensemble member emeritus. Yeah, it, it's, you know, but he's, it still seems like he's working just as hard. It's funny, you know, once he announced that he was going to sort of retire and be an emeritus, then he comes and does Odysseus, this incredible yes. show where he was on stage almost by himself for a couple hours. He had a musician accompanying him. He did something like 25 different characters, and we both 
in our review of 2022 singled Bill George out. I for, uh, you know, best actor in uh, solo performance, and you mentioned him also. Yeah, as best actor, because it was just an amazing tour de force. I mean, he was just incredible how he just took the audience along. I mean, it's not something that I think is user-friendly because it's, you know, Greek... (laughs) You know, a Greek drama like that. But he really, you know, he just really made it come alive. Mm -hmm. And that show also, we might note, uh, I believe, was sold out for its run. Now, it was a short run. It was maybe four or five days or so, just over into one weekend. Nonetheless, it did really, really well, you know, commercially and creatively. Let's get right to the um, outstanding performances then and shows that uh, we saw over there. First of all, let's note that you and I saw a lot of theater. Yes. (laughs) How many shows did you see in 2022? I saw 41 shows. I saw 20 shows, and in the Lehigh Valley Press, Doug Graves reviewed some shows, and he saw six, and Dave Howell reviewed some shows, and he saw five. We had 33 theater reviews online, Lehigh Valley Press on the focus page. Yeah, and it might be noted that we don't even see every single theater production that's in the Lehigh Valley. That's true. So there's even more than that. You know, there's some of the smaller theater companies, you know, that we we don't go on a regular basis. And some of the runs are just so short, and it's tough to get to them, as you say, get to all of them. What would you say if there was an outstanding performance or show or, or performer that just jumps out at you in your mind right now, looking back? Silent Sky at the Sales University. Mm. I had never seen that play before, you know, so I wasn't that familiar with it, but it was just an outstanding evening. I mean, I always feel that the sales does a great job. I mean, they have great acting, their production values are always wonderful. But there was just something about this performance. Uh, I mean, you know, at the end of shows, everyone stands up and gives them standing oh, just sort of perfunctory. This was one, the only time I can remember this year that I just like leapt out of my seat for a standing ovation at the end because I, just, I was just so taken with the whole production. It was just a wonderful, wonderful production. And the amazing thing is the show was double cast. So there was a whole nother cast. And I was talking to the director, Ann Lewis, and she told me that the other cast was just as good, but they had a slightly different take on it. So now I wish I could have seen both of them. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I, well, DeSales does a great job. And of course... It's where the Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival is based, and those were among my favorite shows. That is, the shows at the Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival. They opened with a chorus line, which was delayed for, I guess, at least two seasons. I believe it was going to be presented in 2020 originally, Mm -hmm. and they couldn't do it, and they couldn't do it in 2021. So they presented a chorus line in 2022, and it was just, I mean, it's it's a show. It's almost the purest show about theater in a way. And it was just tremendous. Yeah, they did a wonderful production of it. I mean, and the choreography and just the acting, the singing, there wasn't a single piece out of place in that. I mean, it was a really, it was worth the wait. It really was. And then also at the sales, we waited for their production of Fences, mm-hmm. which uh, starred Tony Todd in the lead role. And he, of course, is known for his many film and um, movie TV roles and theater roles as well. That was just a tremendous production from beginning to end. The sound design was especially interesting, using songs from the era and the time in the mid-50s, I believe, when the play is set. So that was that was really fascinating. Matt Pfeiffer did another excellent production of the Shakespeare show at this festival. Did you see that yes, one? Yes, that was a really delightful 
delightful production. There was just so many pieces to that. I mean, I just loved some of the performers just had me laughing out loud. And we're referring to Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It, that, was, that was a great show. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. I did, too. Um, I thought also that the show that you singled out at Touchstone Theater, Kitchen Chronicles, mm-hmm. we're still sticking now in the discussion with professional theater. I thought that was just outstanding. Yeah, that was another one. I, in fact, I had, I think I believe I singled that one out as my favorite uh, original piece. Mm-hmm. And it was like you were in their own kitchen. You just felt so welcome and so a part of what was happening on stage. It was Mary Wright who actually wrote the piece. It was just a wonderful, wonderful production. And with her daughter. And with her daughter. And it was, they were played mother and daughter on stage. And Katie Wilmorth is the daughter's name. And, and the thing is, they didn't, how can I say this? They didn't make you uncomfortable or they didn't get into any kind of inside jokes, mother and daughter kind of thing. No, Do you know it, what I mean? They played the roles. And it was something like you could relate to. I know I took a friend with me and she was just entranced. She, and she has a daughter, so she could really relate. And it was just a wonderful evening. It was. And again, the production values there at Touchstone Theater are really terrific. I enjoyed, of course, their annual follies. Yes, that's always a fun night. I look forward to it every year. It's become a regular part of my Christmas. Christmas celebration is going to Follies. In fact, even my son, it's like I, I went to Follies twice because I went first when, you know, I saw it when it opened and then when he came home from school. We, t- we went again. Christmas City Follies mm-hmm. 22, I think it is, yeah. right? Yeah. And this year I thought it was kind of bittersweet. And speaking of people coming and going as we did um, a few minutes ago, Emma Ackerman announced that this is her final season, I guess her 15th season with Touchstone Theater. Yeah, yeah, it'll be hard hard to see her go because she's been such a part of the Follies and so many other productions at Touchstone for these past 15 years. You know, she seems like a real part of the furniture. (laughs) Yeah, and the show this year was kind of sweeter somehow. I can't explain it exactly. Yeah, I, I felt like it wasn't as sharp-edged as some mm-hmm. of the other shows, but it was still very sweet and very... You leave having that wonderful feeling inside, yeah. you know, that it's the holiday season now. It's Definitely the Christmas shows uh, in Bethlehem, the Christmas City, are ones to keep on your list for the holiday season. And I feel the same way um, about the shows done at Civic Theater and and, you know, for the season, uh, usually DeSales does a christmas theme mm-hmm. show. I think they did this year. Yeah, they did Civil War Christmas, which was something that was a little different because it's not something that's as, as well known. And it was well done. It wasn't, you know, it might not have been my favorite Christmas show, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it sort of gives a different spin because it talked about the Civil War and some of those issues, you know, in context of Christmas. Well, I think that we can be grateful to have all this theater in the area. I don't know really, uh, and maybe there is another area in the United States that has so many theater companies and so much interest in theater, but I'm not sure where it is. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it's just amazing at all the, all the theater that we do have available to us. I mean, from the professional to the community, and then there's a lot of little theaters, too. Right. Like and the I, college theaters, And the of college course. theaters, and of right. course we have a lot of colleges in the right. area. And we have Bucks County Playhouse, yes. the hallowed Bucks County Playhouse. Yes. I got to see Kinky Boots there. I didn't get to see too many shows mm. there this year. Yeah, I saw Evita, and that was wonderful. And Michael McDonald, Lehigh Valley native, did the costumes for Evita, as um, I recall. Yes. It was, I mean, that was, that was an amazing production. And the wonderful thing, it was uh, an all-Latino cast. 
So, mm. and it was very tango based, which is a sort of different take on it. I mean, it always has tango in it. Sure. But this was like actually set in like a tango dance hall. So it was a, a different sort of, but it was it was really an enjoyable production. I just love to go to Bucks County Playhouse just to see the photos on the wall oh. in the back, including Robert Redford and Grace Kelly, who got her stage start, her theater acting career start at Bucks County Playhouse. Oh, it has such a storied history. It's, it's just a, a wonderful place to watch a show. It is. Well, we're going to take a brief pause now on Lehigh Valley Arts Lawn. Paul Willestein here and Kathy Lara Williams talking about the area theater scene in 2022. We'll be right back. Thank you to the members of WDIY for making all the programming you hear possible. Becoming a WDIY member is the best way to support your listening and to ensure WDIY will be here for the next person in our community to discover. Make your membership gift today at 610-694-8100 extension 4 or WDIY.org. We couldn't be here without you. If you are a Golden Age folky and love the music of Woody Guthrie, Bob Dylan, Judy Collins, Joan Baez, and the Kingston Trio, WDIY is the place to be on Monday nights. From 7 to 9 p.m. on Folk Classics, all of that great music from the late 1940s to the late 60s will fill the airwaves, and we will welcome your ideas about the artists and songs you'd like to hear. Folk Classics, Mondays from 7 to 9 p.m. right here on WDIY. Welcome back to Lehigh Valley Art Salon. My name is Paul Williston. I'm here with Kathy Lauer Williams. We're talking about the Abe's, as in Allentown, Bethlehem East, and the 17th Annual Abe's Awards given for Lehigh Valley Theater by the Lehigh Valley Press Focus Section. If you want to follow along, the awards are online at lvpnews.com. You can refer to that during the show or after the show. We talk about, in my article for the Abe's Professional Theater, Community Theater, Kathy has a separate article, Curtain Rises, where she talks about her favorites for the year. We talked about professional theater for the most part in the first segment of the show today. I wanted to note one thing that is kind of a negative in area theater. It has more to do with the community theaters, and that is the lack of live orchestras. I missed that. You are having recording tracks now for the musicals. I don't think it's a good idea, although I can understand why. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, it saves saves money, and a lot of theaters are struggling financially. But it you can just feel such a difference. A live orchestra or live music just really makes, makes it feel more alive. Uh, when people are singing the tracks, there is a certain deadness about it. And it's important for area musicians to have those opportunities. A lot of the musicians who perform in the pits or on stage with live theater, they perform with the Pennsylvania Symphonia Orchestra, they perform with the Bach Festival Orchestra, they perform uh, with the Allentown Symphony Orchestra. Yeah, I mean, there's, that's their job, you right. know, so when that gets taken away, it's one less, one less option they have. And we mentioned earlier the um, Millenberg Summer Music Theater not happening this summer, and they did have live orchestras. Yeah, so that, that's another, I mean, I know a lot of musicians who, who regularly played there, so mm -hmm. that's a big loss for musicians. Well, going now along with the community theater, I think that we can safely say that community theater, and this is not to criticize people in the past, but community theater has really stepped up their game, I think, in terms of production, casting, you know, the, the lighting, the sets, every aspect of it. And I think one example of that is the production of The Color Purple at Civic Theater. 
It was directed by Freedy Walker Brown. It had an all African American cast, as I recall. Yes. And it was just incredible. Yeah, I, I mean, I think especially, you know, in the past couple of years, there has been a real push for area theaters to start having more diverse casting. And I think that you're seeing the result of that in things like Color Purple and also Pennsylvania Playhouse did Nollywood Dreams, which also had an all-black cast. You know, so you're seeing these new productions with new opportunities for people of color in the Lehigh Valley. And one of those opportunities came for Juanita, and her full name is Juanita Renee Gray, and she had one of the lead roles in Color Purple. Just tremendous. I mean, she, uh, I don't know what her plans are in theater, but she certainly, you know, area theater, we're talking about community theater. This was where Daniel Roebuck started out, you know, at Pennsylvania Playhouse, Daniel Roebuck and at Civic Theater. You know, Christine Taylor, uh, Amanda Seyfried, who just received a Golden Globe Award, for example. So it's not too far-fetched to say that you saw them here first at Civic or Pennsylvania Playhouse? Well, Juanita actually went on to play Seeley in other regional productions of Color Purple because I know I am you know, see her on Facebook. And, mm. you know, so, she, so obviously people noticed That's how, good. what a That's good job good. she did. Well, Civic Theater just had a tremendous season, not only Color Purple, but the immersive, as you described it very well, <laughs> production of the SpongeBob musical. Oh, that was so much fun. I mean, it's like anyone who, who watched the cartoon on TV, just everyone roared when the characters came on stage and every part of the show they recreated so well. And you felt like you were underwater. It was just amazing. It was a wonderful production. And then as a contrast at Civic Theater, Indecent. Mm. Indecent was another really well done. And it, it's a less known play, but they just did a tremendous production of it. And they just took all the different parts, like there's music involved, they had multiple languages, and... And there they did use live music very effectively, a small ensemble on stage. Yes, and it was just very mesmerizing. And uh, based on a true historic event Mm -hmm. of a play that was banned, and, uh, and especially in light of the current situation here and around the world, very controversial subject material. Yes, but it, w- it was really hard-hitting. I mean, some of, some of the images that were on stage, it just stayed with you. It was very well done. And, and Civic also did Spam a lot, which, you know, it, it's not, we're not talking serious theater here, but it was, it was a hilarious production, very well done, very funny. So they've really, really had a good year. And I know that you particularly liked, you know, some of their plays. I did. I, and I, I, get, I actually, in the Abe's, I usually give a producer award. And for the professional theater, I gave that to Patrick Mulcahy. And for community theater, I gave it to Bill Sanders, who directed a lot of the shows there. And Will Morris directed a lot of the shows at Civic also, including um, one of my favorites, Significant Other, who had a tremendous acting performance by Matt Gurniak. And that show was just so well produced. They used blackouts. They used lots of, you know, special effects, really, to tell the story. Time, you know, shifts. Just incredibly effective. Yeah, and and the actors were all, all the actors were really Mm -hmm. outstanding in that production. And speaking of outstanding production and actors, I... I really liked every Christmas story ever told, and then some at Civic Theater. I gave it the Tim Roach Memorial Meanwhile Award for the performances of Pat Riley, Sid Stauffer, and Cheryl Moritz. Yeah, that was that was another fun production. It was in the you know theater four, five fourteen, the smaller theater, 
So it was very intimate, and it was just a hilarious night. I mean, the three of them worked so well off of each other. It was just, it was like the humor was bouncing all over the place. Yeah, it was true, true. Um, what other area shows did you like? I know you, um, yeah. we can jump around here. I know you, you really liked uh, some shows. Uh, this is more in the professional area, but you really liked some shows at Northampton Community Summer Theater. Yeah, um, I, I was... Uh, They've been doing a pretty good job. I liked a lot of their shows, but I particularly liked their uh, show, Jeffrey. And it was definitely something that it, it's an older, sh- a little bit of an older show, and it takes place during the AIDS epidemic. But Danny Rowe, who played the um, lead role in that, he was on stage almost the whole time. And he was playing this conflicted guy who was trying to think if he should just give up relationships to, to avoid getting AIDS. And he was just really outstanding. And he was just like truly the heart of the show. And then all the other actors as well, they all added to it. And it was it was really for, you know, it was a smaller play and it was in their smaller theater. But it was it was just really a memorable play. One of the shows that I enjoyed so much at Northampton Community College Summer Music Theater. And it was directed by Bill Mutimer, who's the producer of the, of the theater there and has done so well with it, is the production of Rent. And I especially was knocked out by the performance of Jaden Lopez. Again, a young actor. Again, I don't know what the plans are, but these are people who surely could, you know, have careers on stage, I believe. Yeah, that was that was a very high-energy show, and it, it really – and it also takes place during the AIDS epidemic, mm-hmm. I, ironically, but it was a very high-energy. It was a lot of very strong singers, a lot of great ensemble work. It was really a good production of Rent. I really enjoyed it, too. Some of the actors and actresses, they were hanging off the scaffolding yeah. and they were doing all kinds of stunts. Yeah. Uh, the choreography was great. Yeah, Bill Mutimer definitely makes the the most use of the stage there, which is a little different from other stages. It's an, I don't know, uh, is it an arena stage, yeah, would you say? Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm not sure what it's called, but, yeah. you, you know, you have to go down the steps. And, right. And he makes the most of the steps mm-hmm. with the actors running up and down sure. the steps and being right there in the theater with the audience. And they do have an accompanying orchestra yes, and musicians. Yes, and he always has musicians for the summer right. theater, which, you know, I really appreciate. And they, they always do a good job. And it just makes such a difference when, with the singing. And it just makes everything feel more alive. One of the theater groups that I really enjoyed is Between the Lines Theater, which has returned after, you know, hiatus with the pandemic and everything. But they actually have a space now in Allentown. They have a small black box theater. And I've seen two shows there. And they, you know, it's a small theater, a small group, but they've been doing a really good job. And I really liked it. I'm not quite sure how to say this. but <laughs> Oh, yeah, we <laughs> the, can't. <laughs> the stupid uh, exclamative. Uh, yeah, blank, 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 blank bird. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it, it's a, a sort of a, a take on the seagull. And it was so well done. And, and once again, because it's a small theater and it's, it, it's in the round, so you're right in right in the action. You really felt a part of the of what was going on on stage. Do you know another show that that you singled out and I really liked also was the DeSales University Act One production of The Sound of Music. Oh, yeah, that was a really nice production too. I mean, it's another another one that they put off for two years. They were supposed to do it in 2020. And the young actress Abigail Vernon, and she played the lead of Maria. It was interesting because she didn't do the Julie Andrews and she didn't do that take you know Mm -hmm. she did a whole different interpretation of it 
but she really nailed it, and she had a wonderful voice. I mean, they all had wonderful voices, even the kids. The kids were all yeah. great, you know, and you know how hard it is to have a production <laughs> with kids in it, but right. but they were all great, uh, and, you know, it was just like there was all around the whole, all the performers in that show were great, and, and once again, the sales, great production values. It was, you know, beautiful, beautiful to look at. Well, I think that we can look forward to 2023 pretty confidently that we'll see a lot of great theater in the Lehigh Valley. Yeah, I'm definitely hoping to see see even more theater. I mean, this has been a great year of renewal for the mm-hmm. theater. So, I, you know, I'm hoping that they'll just take that, that ball and keep running with it and just keep doing more and having more interesting productions. I'm glad to see some things that we don't always see all the time. Well, speaking of which, and we don't want to be remiss here, and that would be the original plays mm-hmm. written by Ara mm-hmm. Barleib and presented by Crowded Kitchen Players. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, they did two original shows yeah. at least, if not more. Last yeah, year. they well, they have, and actually, one of, one of the shows that they did was one of the ones that I pointed out for uh, my favorite. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, they did all you need to know. That's right, and it was a show about about funding of the arts, mm-hmm. which is not not a real yeah. exciting sort <laughs> of topic, but they combined it with a story of a woman who was recording her decline from mm-hmm. a degenerative disease. And Trish Shippolitti, who played the woman, was amazing. She, like, transformed on stage just before your eyes, and I don't even know how she did it. Well, I think that's the the key to area theater, whether it's community theater, whether it's professional theater, and that is transformative, the transformative Mm -hmm. power of theater for not only the participants but especially the audience. So if you get a chance to see theater, please do. This is Paul Willestein, editor of the Focus section of Lehigh Valley Press, where you can see and read the Abe's, 17th Annual Abe's, lvpnews.com. I'm here with Kathy Lara Williams. You can read her column every week, Curtain Rises. We're signing off now for Lehigh Valley Art Salon, and thank you for listening, and we'll see you at the theater. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.